This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, yeah, this is Big Luther right here. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan of Big Luther. Not Lil Luther when he got skinny. Yeah. Not that much. Yeah. Big Luther? Yeah. Wait a second. Like pow- you, have power, a, power you have a line of, love, of demarcation? Luther? Yeah, absolutely. You have the line of demarcation? Everybody does. Everybody does. Wow. But Luther Vandross, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. It is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live. controversial at all. From the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Like he sang worse because he didn't have more in him? Is it yes. like, pi- like a pitcher when a pitcher's, big pitchers get scared? Yeah, it's exactly it. Like CeCe Sabathia. Yeah, you're like, exactly. oh, wow, CeCe slimmed down. Is Not you, but CeCe Sabathia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying. Not that you need to. I'm just saying. I don't take offense to it. I'm not I saying that. I don't take offense to it. I meant CeCe Sabathia. I was just clarifying which CeCe because we call him CeCe. because I was never a pitcher. Yeah. But, you know, when a pitchers lose weight, you're like, eh. Remember when Pablo Sandoval lost weight? We're like, eh. I don't know. Is it going to be the same guy? No, no. Panda no, the exactly. same? I remember I was hosting it. You can't even call him the panda, right? That's right. Panda, panda, who? Skinny panda? Skinny panda? No. Nah. When I was on every day as an afternoon drive host at ESPN West Palm, uh, Miguel Cabrera, back in the day, started to put on a couple of pounds, right? And so, all right, you notice it a little bit. It became a story. And all of a sudden, we had Tony Gwynn, may he rest in peace, on our show in Florida got to ask him about this, right? Who better to talk about a guy being heavy batting, right? Like, that was a big topic. Like, is Miguel Cabrera out of shape, whatever it is. So I strategized, how am I going to go about this? And, and Tony Gwynn had the most brilliant answer of all time for this. And he said, it's actually better when you're a little heavier. And I said, why is that? And he said, because you can't move your feet. Mm. And a lot of times, batters in the batter's box get screwed up because they're moving too much. And when you're heavier, you're stationary. And Miguel Cabrera would actually benefit from not losing weight. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Wish that worked for us in life. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but that was I just thought that was fascinating. Anyway, um, it is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Kyler Murray, the window is open. The window is now open. He's back with the Arizona Cardinals. He even tweeted yesterday, practice today. He has a 21-day window where the Cardinals could activate him from the physically unable to perform list. Now, Cece, correct me if I'm wrong. If they choose not to, he automatically then goes on the IR and is ineligible to return for the rest of the season. In these games now that coming up, so 21 days from October 18th is November 7th. His first game back, if they wait all 21 days, would be against Atlanta right after that, which means he would miss three more games at Seattle, home against Baltimore, at Cleveland. Based on the way that they're playing, we assume that they would lose all three of those games. They would fall to one and eight. If they do not open up that window and activate him within the next 21 days, and they fall to one and eight, does he play this year? If I put the over-under in general, games played for the Arizona Cardinals this year at .5, are you taking the over or under? Uh, You know what? I'm going to take the under. And the only reason I'm saying that is because it, is there a world – I got I to gotta ask this question. Is there a world that Kyler Murray ends up being a franchise guy for Jonathan Gannon in the Arizona Cardinals? Great question. Now, Gannon is saying that's our franchise quarterback. You could also play dumb and say, I don't make those moves. I was under the impression that's our franchise quarterback. Yeah. Monty Ford, who runs the team, thought differently. I will coach the guys in front of me. How we're seeing it right now, it doesn't feel that way to me. No. And I don't think well, he should yeah, be. Well, that, well that's, that's my point. So if he's not the friend, and we also have to keep in mind, they didn't want to give him a contract. Right. Kyler Murray made a big stink of it, and they ended up acquiescing to him, and they gave him a deal that they didn't want to give him. But now they've got to deal with the realities of that contract, and the reality is that if they don't do something with his deal by the fifth day of the new league year in 2024, 
$18 million of his 2025 salary becomes fully guaranteed. So if you're the Arizona Cardinals, knowing that you don't want to pay that money out, then you're probably going to have to get out. What gives you the best chance of being able to do that? I, I think there's a there's a fine line that they have to walk in terms of letting everybody in the NFL world know that Kyler Murray is healthy enough to play, but then actually putting him in bubble wrap as to not devalue him by allowing him to go out there and play and potentially having another injury. So I think that's the that's the the grade that the Arizona Cardinals are trying to navigate through. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think that lands them on him not playing for the rest of the season just because of the risk that would be involved. I look at this Kyler Murray situation and apply a lot of the things that you said about the Justin Fields situation yes. to Kyler Murray. If you don't think that he's your franchise moving forward, even though you might be saying that publicly, because right now he technically is your franchise quarterback, but if you don't view him as that in the future, you're viewing him as an asset. Yep. And the last thing you want to do is devalue that asset. No doubt. And how do you devalue that asset? By having him play and either A, not looking good, or B, God forbid, getting hurt again. And I just think it's a better business decision if you don't think he's the future to not play him this year. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a really hard time for a significant amount of time here in his career overcoming the study hall clause. I I think that's always going to be hanging over him right now because I think there's a perception that he doesn't care about football in the way that other guys like him care about football at that quarterback position. Nobody's questioning, does Patrick Mahomes study? Right? We're we're not questioning that. You can say what you want about Lamar Jackson. Nobody's questioning whether or not he's studying. Josh Allen has been up and down at times within his greatness. Nobody's questioning is he studying. I think that's a really hard thing to overcome right now. The only way you could do it is if you consistently make smart plays on the field. But basically, that contract, CC has let the masses believe this is not the smartest of on-field football players. Whether it's true or false, that hangs over this guy. Yeah, but I'm not going to ignore what I saw from Kyler Murray. I mean, when he got there, they were 5-10-1. The following year, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. The next year, they won double-digit games, and they were in the playoffs. Like, and then last year, he got hurt. So, I mean, I I can't ignore that when this dude is healthy, he's a good quarterback. Whether he studies or not, he's a good quarterback. And there are going to be teams that convince themselves Mm -hmm. that we're a Kyler Murray away. Now, I know it sounds cringy when you say it, but when you look at his contract compared to where the rest of the quarterback market is going, it's a reasonable deal for a guy that you think can be a a, a force multiplier because of his athletic skills and his dominant traits. So – I could see a team that might miss out on this crop of quarterbacks saying, you know what, we want a young option that we have a pretty long runway with because we have a team on the upswing, and they could talk themselves into giving the Cardinals, you know, maybe not a first but a second-round pick plus for Kyler Murray services. I I could see a world where where we're living in where that's the hall that Arizona gets in return. Anyone coming to mind? Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta would be one of those teams. That's one of those teams. They might not be bad enough to have a top 10 pick, but they're not good enough to keep moving forward with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. That, that absolutely could be the case. And here's the thing, guys. Like it's, it's just when we look at Kyler Murray's situation, if he can prove that he's healthy. Yeah. I I think we can look at a team like Atlanta. If you add Kyler Murray as a team that could compete for that division title. I think it's important to just like differentiate this. He could be a yes for another team and, and be a no for Arizona. Yeah, and I think yeah. he's a no for Arizona right now. 
And so if, if he's a no moving forward, because even though he's shown that when healthy, he can certainly be somebody that elevates your team and elevates your franchise, there are a lot of questions that came out of Arizona surrounding Kyler Murray. And so it just seems to me right now that all roads seem to be pointing that he is not the future. And therefore, why would you want to take a chance on ruining what you could get for him in return? I'm not a fan of the on-field product. I'm just not. I understand he got them better. He's too small for me as a quarterback. I don't love his decision-making. And it's just, I, I of all the guys that are out there right now, like I would give it's going to sound ridiculous. I would be quicker to give Justin Fields a second chance than I would Kyler Murray because Justin Fields will cost me less both in terms of compensation and the actual what I'm giving up. I'm just not I've never been a Kyler Murray guy. I, I just I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. And I'm not saying Justin Fields is, by the way. Let me be clear on that. I don't think Justin Fields is either necessarily. I, okay, so let me throw this out I there. I would take it, him over it, Mac Jones. Let, let, me throw, let me throw this out there. Yeah. If you're the Tennessee Titans, are you a better team with Ryan Tannehill or, or Kyler Murray? Would I would take him over. If you're the New Orleans Saints, yes. are you a better team with Kyler Murray or Derek Carr? Don't know. Uh, yeah, that That's kind of where I look at uncertain. him. Yeah, if he's like a productivity-wise, like a Derek Carr. I mean, his numbers aren't amazing. They're good. They're not amazing. Do you think Kyler's markedly better than Derek? Yes. Price? Yeah. Do? Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers, is Kyler Murray or Kenny Pickett right now. Would you take him over Daniel Jones and the Giants? Yeah, I would. I and, would. And I what, would. And so well, let's just flop him out, right? We'll switch. We'll we'll switch the two guys. We'll put Kyler Murray on the Giants, healthy version of him, and let's pretend everybody's healthy. Saquon's healthy, healthy for the whole season. Give me guesstimated record for them. Would be what around ten and seven? You think nine and eight? Yeah, I think they're probably uh, right around five hundred team as opposed to what they are now, which is one in five. So, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think Kyler Murray's a good football player. Just mm-hmm. because he doesn't study or they had the issues or the the, 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 the drama around the clause in the contract, I mean, that doesn't mean he's not a good football Like I said, we can't take away what Kyler Murray did in his first three years at Arizona. The team gradually improved. And the, 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 the thing that the, – I guess the thing that we saw was the ascent of Kyler Murray – meant the ascent of the program development. Now, things fell apart last year with the injury and um, with the head coaching situation, and and so they're pushing reset on the franchise, so it does make sense for them to move on. But, again, I think we we live in a world where there's going to be a team that talks themselves into Kyler Murray. The freaking Carolina Panthers gave up a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick for Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's a good point. Think about that. Think about for Sam Darnold. Well, it's why we you saw, wouldn't do it we again. Saw, we saw more. We've seen more in the way of successes and wins from Kyler Murray than Sam Darnold doing, showed it with the New York Jets. So, again, it's going to happen. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're best served protecting that and letting somebody else take care of you know, the the player that you're going to use as a cast-off. Let me bring up two teams that you have suggested need to move on for their quarterbacks for different reasons. Denver, because of performance. No. You would not take Kyler and No, Denver. Denver's going to have some salary cap. They're going to be a salary cap hell because of the okay. Russell Wilson deal. Uh, the second team is if he waives his no-trade clause. If you trade Kirk Cousins, if you're Minnesota, do you then use that ammo to go get Kyler Murray? No, because you're not close. You're not close. So it has to be a team like a Tennessee that feels like the Washington close. Commanders. I, so you would take them over Howell, who's yes. making nothing. Yes, yes. See I, what Eric Bannerman could do with yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I got more proof of concept with Kyler Murray than I do Sam Howell. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong on that one. He's just not a guy that I would want as my franchise quarterback. I just I haven't seen enough from him, and I'm fine being proven wrong. Like he's going to play. Somewhere, I guess. Oh, you know what? I gave you an, uh, an over-under to start this. Mm. Over-under .5 on the Cardinals rest of the season. We said under. How about over-under .5 games started in the NFL this season for Kyler Murray? Could he get traded this season? No. No. So he's done. No. The, 20, the window's open, 
and it's going to close before anybody can yeah, jump I through mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing for him is practicing and everybody in the NFL world knowing that he's healthy enough to practice. I don't think they're going to run the risk of putting him out there on the field because there are so many different elements that you don't control as a franchise. I know if he's out there in practice, ain't none of the guys on defense going to hit him. You don't get that when you play in real games. So, sure. so I think they're going to protect him, but – they're sending out the signal and making a big deal of Kyler Murray practicing because they want everybody around the league to know, hey, this guy is healthy enough to practice. We're not going to play him because we know we're going to try to pawn him off on one of you guys in the offseason. There's always a sucker in the NFL, Michelle, desperate for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They'll find one. Coming up, an additional Super Bowl champ, in addition to that guy, will join us next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, the telephone number to be a part of the show by way of the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We've been asking you about some of the regrettable moves in the offseason in the NFL, stemming around the Cleveland Browns and the idea that this whole Deshaun Watson situation is not by any stretch of the imagination falling apart. We're not saying that. It is just not going to as the plan was supposed to be. CC has brought up that if this continues – we may be looking at one of the worst trades in NFL history yes. retroactively. All right. Uh, this is a guy that I was fortunate enough when I was at ESPN West Palm in the afternoons in Palm Beach County, Florida. This guy was an icon there. He's, he is an icon. He's got Q-Fest, his charity event there. He's one of the great receivers of all time. It is Anquan Bolden joining us here on Unsportsmanlike, along with Michelle Smallman, a fellow Super Bowl champ, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And Q is here on behalf of Courtyard by Marriott and a great event that they have going on, which we're going to get to in just a couple of minutes. But Q, tell the world about what it's like growing up where you grew up, a hokey muck bowl, chasing rabbits. Explain to the world <laughs> where it is you grew up and how that shaped you as a football player and a man. Yeah, I grew up in South Florida, uh, right on Lake Okeechobee. Um, like you said, you covered it. You know all about it. But, I mean, anybody who's ever been to that area know it's all about football. Um, when you talk about the muck bowl, it's probably the biggest high school game 
um, football game in all the country. I mean, you've seen it on TV. Um, they've had they've done a lot of specials on it, but man, both towns shut completely down when that game is played. Q, one of the games on the NFL slate in Week 7 that a lot of people are going to be paying attention to features two of your former teams, the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens. As you see it now, if I were to tell you one of those teams is going to be in the Super Bowl, which team do you have most confidence in to get to the big game? And that's a good, great question. Um, traditionally, Baltimore has been been that team who, who always has a chance um, when you're talking about competing for a Super Bowl, but Detroit has been a surprise team to to a lot of people. Um, they played play well last year, ended the season on a great note. Um, but I, I think Detroit is playing, um, especially with the division that they're in, uh, having Chicago, Green Bay, you know, those teams are struggling now. So um, to me, it looked like Detroit might have the easier path. Anquan, you obviously were an incredible player. You had an incredible career. But when you watch football now, is there anything that gives you FOMO? Like, man, I wonder what it would be like to play with that quarterback or to play in that offense. Is there anything that you would like to do now as you watch the NFL? Man, there's a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of offensive coordinators who are so creative now. Um, you think about teams like the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they're throwing the ball all over the field. Uh, I play here in Baltimore. Um, where, you know, we we were a run-first team uh, and play defense. So, I mean, to be able to, to line up in one of those offenses would have been great. Talking with Anquan Bolden here on Unsportsmanlike. Of course, great wide receiver. He is joining us on behalf of Courtyard by Marriott, partnering with Anquan to spotlight the ultimate Baltimore Ravens fan room available to book now at the Courtyard by Marriott downtown in Baltimore, McHenry Row, which we're going to have Q talk about in just a couple of minutes. The best wide receiver in the NFL right now is... Man, it looks like Tyreek Hill. I mean, he is he's unguardable. Um, like I said, you you paired him with with a great offensive mind. Um, you paired him with Tua. Um, they get him the ball in every every facet um of the game. And he's a game breaker. I mean, you this kid can take the ball, I mean, seventy in in the flash. So I mean he's he's probably the guy right now. Q, right now, Tua is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP through the first six games of the NFL regular season. Is he your MVP? Right now, he is. I mean, he has to be. But, again, um, I think the only question has been, you know, can he stay healthy for an entire season? And I hope that he does because, I mean, he's he's been able to to do some great things. He's been able to lead that team um, to a place. I mean, they haven't been in, in quite some time, so hopefully he stays he stays healthy for the rest of the season. Anquan, has there been a team that surprised you as you've watched them so far this season? In a good way or a bad way? Either one. How about a good one and a bad one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think Detroit has been been the biggest good surprise. Um, like I said, Coach Campbell has those guys playing well. Um, they believe they can win every time they step out on the field. Um, so Detroit has been a great, a great uh, surprise this year. but. For me, the biggest disappointment has to be Denver. Um, you know, you're getting a new coach with Sean Payton in there, um, a defense who played well last year. So you thought Sean would be able to come and right the ship on the offensive side of the ball, but that doesn't look um, like it's going to happen. Um, that marriage between him and Russell Wilson, I don't know, you know, what's the biggest problem. Um, but, yeah, that, that might be the biggest disappointment so far. 
Talking with Anquan Bolden here on, on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Now, one of the big conversations, CC, we have had, obviously, is about that system quarterback, the Brock Purdy thing. Q, let's ask you about this. Is that an insult to call somebody a system quarterback? Depends on who you ask. Um, sometimes it's it can be insulting, um, but I think in, in, in Purdy's case, and you look at the guys that came before him who were in the same system, um, they didn't do as well as he did. I mean, this kid started out, you know, winning every game that he that he started and finished in, um, except for last week, with the exception of last week. So, I mean, you can call him what you want, but you got to call him a winner. Q, earlier this week, Michael Parsons on his podcast said that he wants all the other quarterbacks and teams that uh, that underachieve or don't perform up to expectations to catch some of the smoke that the Cowboys, and specifically Dak Prescott, um, have to deal with. Do you think that the criticism that people have been throwing toward Dak and the Cowboys the last couple of years has been fair or unfair? I mean, it's fair. Um, you 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 are what you put on film, um, and, and we you know that we've always been taught that in in football um, in the locker room. You know, you can talk about how great you are, but you know, if your numbers and your stats and your wins and losses don't show that, then, I mean, you can't make the argument. So, I mean, I, I think they have a lot of other things going on. Um, it's not just that. I wouldn't just point the finger um, specifically at that. I mean, they have everything from offensive coordinator to head coaching issues, like all of those things come into play. But you are what the numbers say you are. Anquan, you're doing great things, obviously, with Courtyard by Marriott. I know you've become a Buffalo men's basketball booster now, obviously, with your son, with your son there. That's really the focus. He's now NIL with Buffalo men's basketball, this guy. But uh, this is this is a cool thing. You, I mean, let's be honest. We all hear about a lot of promotions. Like, okay, that's interesting. What Q's going, got going on with Courtyard by Marriott is a really cool experience. Explain to people what they can get as part of this promotion you have going on. Yeah, man. I mean, this promotion by, by Courtyard um, is great for for the ultimate fan. I mean, to be able to stay in this room, I mean, the things that come with with staying um, in this fan experience is second to none. I mean, you you look over my shoulder, um, you see uh, the locker, you see the turf field. I mean, for any fan, and and that's that's the thing about it. You want to give the fan the best experience when you're talking about game day, and to wake up. In a room like this before a Ravens game on Sunday, I mean, there's no better way to get fired up and, and get ready to go on the stadium and cheer them on. And that's with Courtyard by Marriott. So basically, it's the official hotel partner of the NFL, right, for the last 13 years. Courtyard is teaming up with Anquan to unveil this ultimate, ultimate Baltimore Ravens fan room. It's available to book now, Courtyard.com. And Courtyard by Marriott and Marriott Vonvoy are also giving a passionate NFL fan the experience, the ultimate upgrade, a night in the Courtyard Super Bowl sleepover suite oh. in Vegas. So this is this is all leading up to that, right, Q, that somebody's going to get to go to Vegas and have that big sleepover there, too. Yeah, so I mean, anybody who enters into the contest to to uh, win the fan experience here, or who stays at any courtyard by Marriott, um, is eligible uh, to to do the ultimate fan experience in Las Vegas the, the day before the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I would have loved being able to stay at the Super Bowl the night before. That would have been dope. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it would have been real convenient. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and at the stadium before the before the Super Bowl, man. I mean, that's a great experience. I think every fan wants to get to the Super Bowl, but to have access 
um, to a suite like that right before the Super Bowl is, I mean, that's crazy. By the way, you guys just said something, both of you, Chris Canty and Anquan Bolden. You just made it seem like it's actually a pain in the neck, all the travel in the hotel around the Super Bowl. Is that is that something? No, that no, is- no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What oh, I'm saying okay. is the <laughs> night before the Super Bowl, right. I spent most of the night looking at the stadium that we were going to play in the next Got day. It. I it. spent more time looking at the stadium than I did actually sleeping the day before the Super Bowl. Mm. So what Q is saying right. is that if you could have stayed – in the actual stadium, maybe you could get some sleep the night before the yeah. game. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And you would have been well-rested well for the game. Exactly. Um, so exactly. Like, yeah. So the, the experience that Marriott is giving you, I mean, that's that's the ultimate experience, man. I think every fan would love and enjoy this experience. So, yeah, take advantage of it. Q, great stuff as always. Courtyard.com for more information on this. We do appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Kenny? Kenny? Oh, oh Kenny. This is not hard-hitting analysis. It's not that. Can he or can't he? That is the question. Yes, it is time for hard-hitting analysis. Something like it. Something like analysis. Something like that. Something like analysis. Canny or Canty brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by today. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen. We have Canny or Canty Thursday night prop bets for Chris Canty to uh, give us the answers to. Now, before we give them, there needs to be an update because we need to have the information to bet on. Adam Schefter just tweeted out moments ago, ESPN NFL insider, Jaguars will work out quarterback Trevor Lawrence before tonight's game to determine whether or not he can play versus the Saints with his knee sprain per source. Quote, it could easily be a game-time decision. End quote. Sources add, if Lawrence cannot play, C.J. Beathard would start. C.C., before we ask you the questions, please translate that for us as a 11-year NFL vet. Does that mean he is playing, he's not playing, or they have no idea right now? I don't think they now. have any idea, and it's going to come down to the wire. We knew it always would because it's a short week and they're on the road. So we'll see what happens. Uh, if I had to put money on it, I would bet that T-Law plays because he's just that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And, and if there's a possibility that he could play, then I think he will play. 
just because of his competitiveness. Sure. So, yeah, I, I would lean toward that. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in this team if C.J. Beathard is the quarterback, and I think that's what Vegas is saying based on what we're seeing with the early with the line for this game. All right, so we're operating right. under the premise that he's playing. Okay. I am. Well, you're the I one am. picking. I am. Go ahead, Smalls. Okay, first one. Canny or Canty, total passing touchdowns for Derek Carr over, under, one and a half. I'm going under. Derek Carr has got two touchdown passes over his last four games. If he stays true to form, even though I think they'll have productivity, I don't think it's going to be a huge night in terms of him throwing the ball in the end zone. Okay, Derek Carr, total passing yards over, under, 236 and a half. I'm going to go over. I mean, he had 300 yards passing against the Titan, uh, against uh, Tennessee last week. So I think, I mean, not, not against Tennessee, but um, against the Houston Texans. I, I think this is a situation where Derek Carr finds a way to, to move the ball between the 20s. Uh, again, I think this defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars tightens up in the red zone, but I do think that Derek Carr, with the weapons that he has, can move the ball in the air. All right, next one here. You're going to bet on Calvin Ridley. <clears throat> Total receiving yards over under 53.5 for Calvin Ridley. I'm going over. I, I he think has gonna, that too. I, I, think he's gonna, I think I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on that one. I, I like Calvin Ridley, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to look to him, look to his receivers, the guys to do the heavy lifting. It's not going to be on Trevor Lawrence. He's not going to put a cape on. I think he's going to be more of a point guard because he's physically compromised with that sprain. So I think this is a situation where he leans on Calvin Ridley, leads on Evan Ingram, and then I think it's a heavy dose of uh, of using his skill guys. All right, over, under 60.5 receiving yards, Chris Olave of the Saints. I'm going to go over. Again, if I'm going to be over on Derek Carr over 236 passing, I'm going to go over on Chris mm-hmm. Olave. He's the number one wide receiver. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL that nobody really talks about. Former first-round draft pick yeah. out of Ohio State. I think he has a big night. Is he the best on his team? When they're at their best, he better yes. than Michael Thomas yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's not close. That's not close. Wow. That's not close. Because Michael Thomas has dropped so much, or Alave is. Yes. Not- Both. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Okay. Next one, Smalls. Oh, I receptions. You, I thought you were doing. All right, I'll receptions. do the next one. Here we go. Evan Ingram over <laughs> under over under four and a half total receptions. Evan Ingram. Yeah, I, I'm going to go over on this one again. I think it's a, a game where you're talking about Trevor Lawrence getting the ball out of his hands quickly, and of course you're getting the ball out of your hands quickly. Not going to be a lot of deep routes, so that means a lot of receptions for you guys using the short passing game as an extension of the running game. So Evan Ingram over four and a half catches. Travis Etienne over under three and a half. Three and a half catches. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to go under on that one for ETN. I think it's a big ETN game, but this is with running the football. I don't think it's a big ETN game in terms of screens, swing passes, things of that nature. Okay, question on that, follow-up on that. If you have a banged-up quarterback, easier to throw to the running back, tight end, wide receiver, does anything change if you're banged up? Yeah, I mean, it's easier to throw the ball over the middle of the field. That, those are the easiest throws. So quite literally. So it's, be less. Yeah, then. exactly. Got so it. you're talking about throws to the slots, throws to the tight end, those players. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alvin Kamara, four and a half, over, under, total receptions. I'm going to go under. Uh, I think this is a big Kamara game, but I think they're going to utilize him as a runner in trying to shorten the game a little bit. So I, I think this is a situation where I'm going to go under with Kamara. All right, last one on total receptions. I think you may have hinted at this previously. Michael Thomas over under four and a half. I'm going to go over on oh, this Oh, you did one. not I'm hint gonna, that. I'm going to go over on this one. I think Mikey Thomas gets busy. He, he's going to get targeted uh, early and often in this one. Again, I think it's a game where Derek Carr and the Saints offense moves the ball between the 20s. I, 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 
as much as they want to be balanced, I don't think they will because they're down two starters along the offensive line. I don't think there'll be a lot of movement at the point of attack. So I think this is about being able to get the ball out on time to his playmakers, Chris Olave and Mikey Thomas. Jawan Johnson, their tight end. I don't know if he's going to play tonight. He's a little banged up. So this is a situation where you're going to have to lean on those wide receivers early and often. Okay, last section here. Total rushing yards. Travis Etienne, Kenny or Canty, over under 63 Over. Travis Etienne is a bad boy, and Tank Bisbee ain't far off either. I think this is a heavy dose of the run game. Again, Trevor Lawrence is banged up. So it's going to be the short passing game and the running game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. ETN, big night for him. All right, last one. Kenny or Kenty, Alvin Kamara, total rushing yards over under 52 and a half. I think he'll go over. He'll probably pop a run that's for you know 30 or 40 yards, but I think they'll keep him in check for the most part. But I do think Kamara, because he's such an explosive player, uh, I think he does, he does find a way to get his. All right, last one. Total points over under 40. Oh, I'm going to go under on that one. Mm. I'm going under on that one. Low scoring affair. I, I thought there was a typo. 40 is the over-under tonight? And I'm going under. They're begging you to take – think about it. If it's 40, they're begging you to take the over. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. But if you just do it based on no analysis and fantasy football mindset, you have Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Even you want to throw Taysom Hill in there. 40? That's the over. I understand that the league is trended in the unders this year, right? I, I think that there's an enormous amount of games comparison to normal on the unders. Nobody likes betting the unders because it's not as exciting. You always want to root for the points, especially if your team is not in it. It's fun to see touchdowns. That is a crazy low number, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it was under 30 last week. It was 19 to 8. I, and and with, with Mahomes. Broncos. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, that was surprising. I mean, not necessarily the best brand of football on Thursday night games. Yeah. I, I just cannot believe that. The average over under for week seven is currently 42.6. That wow. is on pace to be the lowest over under in any September, October, week six, since, uh, excuse me, week since week nine of 2013, which was 42.5. It's on pace to be the lowest average total in any of the first seven weeks of the season since week one of 2011. That's 41 points. One. Clearly, that was done right off the top of my head. I had that. <laughs> I would like to credit someone. I don't know who I'm a credit Nuno on that. Um, can you explain the why on that, CC, as to why the numbers are so low, why scoring is down in the NFL? I, I couldn't explain it to you. I, I, I will say this. Teams are much better defensively in the red zone. They're allowing teams to move the ball up and down the field because it's so hard to play defense, especially against these receivers. Mm-hmm. But when you get in the red zone because you're not worried about the ball being thrown over your head, you have less space to defend, and it makes it easier for those defenses to clamp down on those receivers. So that that probably is a bit of the change. Teams, defenses putting more of an emphasis on red zone specific stuff because that's the way that you slow down scoring in this Band league. Band don't break. Yeah, that, that has to be the mentality based on the rules that are out there now. So I think it's more of defenses focusing on the red zone and, and being more situationally aware um, uh, because that's the only way that you can keep touchdowns off the board. Does that make what Miami's doing even that much more impressive, knowing that they're scoring? They're just down? scoring from out in the field. Yeah. They're, like, they're scoring from the 50-yard line. And, uh, that's because what they're, they're the doing. Outlier, that's a, that's a good point. If you take plays. out the Miami over-under average, what, what is the other average for yeah. the other 31 teams? Right. If you just eliminate Miami, yeah. what's the over-under? We should look into that. I think there's another bigger-picture conversation. Is the quarterback play just worse than the NFL right now? No. It's not like we've had bad defenses like or great defenses only this year. No, I don't think the quarterback play is worse. I think the quarterback play, we're, we're in the golden era of quarterback play. Seriously. At the high end. Yeah, yeah. But the, where's the middle? Is the middle that good? 
So if you like when you're saying the golden era, Mahomes a Hall of Famer, Burrow's going to be a Hall of Famer, Allen has is on pace to be a Hall of Famer whether yeah. we love him or not. I just wonder when we get to the middle if we look at let's call it 12 through 32, is it that good? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't Off the top of your head, give me 12 through 32 yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. That's yeah. the, that's the thing. I, I don't know if I can I can take it there. What I'm saying is this, like I I believe that because of the evolution of the game at the lower levels of sport, we're seeing a lot higher quarterback play a lot earlier in these guys' careers in terms of the nuances of the position. That's why I call it the golden era of quarterback play. Not to mention all of the rules are set up for these guys to have success. So I don't think it's about mediocrity. I think it's far more about defenses and organizations as a whole emphasizing the red zone because that's how you have to stop people now. Based on the rules, it's hard to stop offenses from moving the ball. All right, coming up, the most unsportsmanlike moment, or really today, moments of the day. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Little duffel bag boy. <laughs> no, that didn't sound like Lil Wayne, to you guys. No, no? I'm, I'm just I'm just laughing because the song boy. was it was back back when it was playing. It was it was it was a thing, and now it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Little duffel bag boy. Yeah, true. Little duffel bag boy. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. You just know what's funny? I, it's not that we all know each other so well yet. We're in the process of learning, but I know CC. Well enough to know that there is about a thousand stories that he just went through in his mind. And it's like, and then he looked at the camera and said, "Not for now." That's exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> maybe not. not for, no. Maybe not forever. Not for air. But not so, for air. Oh no, maybe even not for off yeah, air. Exactly. Yeah. Something <laughs> went through his mind that he had. He yep. had that moment yep. in time you, you read where that he one. went into that song <laughs> and you, said, you, "Let you me." Read uh, that one. Uh, I, uh, you know what? Let's focus you, you on what's going on. Right. Yeah. You read that one right, partner. Yep, you okay. got that one. All right, now Had let's to pull fo- that back. Pull that back. <laughs> Let, let's yep. focus on the unsportsmanlike moments of the day. All right, we have a few of them today. Let's start with Von Miller, okay? He is on the Buffalo Bills, going to be in the Hall of Fame. He, yes. No, I'm Oh, okay, sorry. He, um, he talked about his quarterback, Josh Allen. Let's take a listen to what Von had to say. You can't try to tame a Mustang. You know, you just got to. You got to let him be. You got to let him be wild and let him be him. Like, you can't try to tame him and try to change him. Well, he really fed into the two of you. And why do I say that? Because our first week on the job, we were in Bristol, Connecticut, and we had a big ESPN radio dinner. Of course, you guys didn't let me sit at your table. And I got the post-show report from people about that dinner. And they said, CeCe and Smalls were amazing in what they were doing. I said, what were they doing? They said they were comparing NFL players 
to animals. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Von Miller's stealing your bit. Is Josh Allen a Mustang? Is that a good comparison for the two experts over here? For Josh Allen. That might be a good comparison because, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of good, but there's also going to be some, you know, situations yeah. where it kind of goes off the rails That's a little right. bit. Yeah, it's a little wild, right? It's, yeah. un, it's He's un, built like a exactly. thoroughbred. So what, what, He's what, tough to take what, down. What Von Miller is suggesting is probably not exactly what you want from Josh Allen all the time. Like you oh, want it's a more. bad comp. It yeah, actually well, hurts them. Well, Interesting. I, I, well, I think I think they they could benefit from having some more restraint on Josh Allen because when the Buffalo Bills lose, what's the common theme? Josh Allen turning the ball over, running like, wild, running exactly, free. running wild, running free. Josh, so what Allen, animal do you Josh, want? No, I, I think the Mustang is a good comp, but what what Von Miller is doing is calling for the organization and the coaching staff to let Josh be Josh. And I'm just saying, no, that's not what you want. Less Josh is more Josh. I gave down the breakdown of when the Bills win versus when they lose and over under 40 pass attempts for Josh Allen. Over 40 pass attempts ain't great for the Bills when it comes to Josh Allen. You want to stay under, less Josh Allen is more for the Buffalo Bills and that's why I think the Mustang is a good comp. It is a good comp because, like I said, the, the physical comparison I think is good. He's, he's a big, tall stature of a man, just like a Mustang. And when a Mustang is running and it's, it's looking beautiful, it's graceful, it's elegant, you're like, yes, that is amazing. But when it want, runs wild and free, you're like, oh, my God, and can I tame this? So I feel like this is a very good comp for Josh Allen. Because okay. when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Sean McVay, head coach of the L.A. Rams. His wife is pregnant, and they're about to have a baby boy. And uh, Sean McVay is now focused on uh, the Rams, obviously, and when his kid may be born. My wife's doing great. I think there was a lot made about me missing a game. I'm not going to miss a game. My son knows better than to come during a game. All right? So... <laughs> Uh, that's not going to be anything that we have to worry about, but she's been awesome. Everything is kind of on schedule for what we had planned and do not see that interfering with anything as it relates football wise. He's funny the way he speaks. It's like everything is the same way. Like, I love it. I love exa- it. It's, it's, monot- it's this monotone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same cadence yeah. every time. Yeah, we're going to go out to dinner. We're going to have a great time. Couples night to see, uh, you know, on Saturday night. And uh, we're going to have a babysitter for the kid. And we're going to get back. We're going to break down a 3-4 versus a 4-3 defense. We're going to have a good night. I love the fact that he said my son knows better than to be born on a football. Okay. Football. Okay, that. Sean. Let's see love how that, that works out. Go love ahead. Go, do you have that. a problem with that? Do I'm you just think- saying you you think that you can really – I mean, I know obviously he was – you know, tongue in cheek, jesting yeah. here. I get it, but like, not about the first part. If if he gets the call in the first quarter that his wife's going into labor, he, he's basically saying, "Well, I have a job to do." Did that, right? You, yeah, I think he, he. Yeah, you better be there for your wife. That's what's <laughs> there. you got a job to do. That's your job. He's not. He just said he's not leaving. Okay. All right. And how do you think that goes over? At not home? well. Not well. Not at all. Not well. I, I got the I'll call. I'll just say, I wouldn't be thrilled. <laughs> exactly. exactly right? Not the call. My, my son was born, like, in the middle of the night. We went in, went to the hospital for my first kid, who's 10. And we went in the middle of the night, and I had a show the next day. And I missed the show, obviously. I'm not equating the two. But it's like, it was not even a thought. Like, you've got to be with your spouse in that spot mm-hmm. to have a kid. Okay, we're also not talking about the Super Bowl. It's week seven. Exactly. You're not going to exactly. win a Super Bowl this exactly. year, dude. You will never have your first child be born ever again. This is a one-of-one one type situation. So you'll rip him if his wife gives birth during the football game? No, I won't because every family makes the best decision for them. 
and I and I am not in a position to say what's right or wrong. But I'm saying this is not the Super Bowl. No. It's not the NFC Championship game. It's week seven. And you, got a, and you got another guy that was a former head coach of Raheem Morris on your staff. He's your defensive coordinator. Y'all will be all right, dog. Did it's you, okay. Did you ever have a player, a teammate that you remember miss a game for the birth of a kid? No. Now, I know some guys that used to time it up so they could miss a significant portion of training camp because their kid was just born. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the play. That is the play. <laughs> all of a sudden do math. Oh, yeah, I can't show up to camp all the time because my wife just had a kid, you know. I got to miss a few weeks. Newborn and, schedule. Oh, man. That's a <laughs> Are you saying kids were born out of fear of Tom Coughlin's training camps? No, not Tom Coughlin. It's Bill Parcells. All right, all right, let me re-ask it. Yeah. Are you saying kids were born out of fear of Bill Parcells' training camp? Not, not fear, but not wanting to do it yeah. that's fear yeah i had fear now i had fear a lot of fear training camp did you yeah Bill parcells used to start training camp with 10 straight two a days full pads yeah god bless good night that was awful and i thought it would <laughs> i thought it was here's the mistake i made my rookie year i thought it would get better I was like i'm just not used to it it'll get easier my next year nope the following year was harder than the first one it just it was it got worse it, it was worse it was absolutely there was no worse. way of prepping for that no th- Ed, the first day of training camp was full pass. The first practice, live goal line after nine on seven. Live goal line. Now you ain't had on pads the entire year. You gonna go live goal line <laughs> to start training camp. Like you're starting that way. Think about it. If you're starting that way, what the rest of training camp is going to be like. See, but I think that's one of the things on your resume as to, I always say this, like Parcells kind of blessed you. You're one of his guys. You made that's it through not a, that. I don't, I don't look at it as a blessing. But you made it through that uh, how many years in a row? Uh, uh, yeah, but I don't, okay, I made it through hell. I'm supposed yeah. to feel good he's, about it? He yes. survived. I don't. He survived. Really? I don't. No, I don't. And my body reminds me of that every morning I well, wake that, up. Well, that obviously can't I, I don't. I don't think that live goal line was necessary for our team <laughs> to try to win a game. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, maybe it's just me. And no coach could get away with that today, right? No, no. They've literally no. outlawed those kinds of things? No, no, they haven't outlawed live drills and training camp, but it's, it's not something that, I, I, don't, I think they've improved on the science of it all. But yeah. Outside of when it was done, was there any part of training camp that you enjoyed? Hell no. No part. The camaraderie, being with the guys. The month of August is a black hole in my mind, (laughs) just between college and – because I played for Al Groh in college, and then I played for – the month of August is a blur to me. The month of August don't exist. The calendar jumps from July to September. That's it. There is no August. August August don't exist. Never heard of her. (laughs) Greeny coming up next. We are on to Friday. It's Unsportsman like on ESPN Radio. (laughs) 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 bag boy. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.